Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond. Woo-woo! A Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Ugh. So cool. Tonight's episode is House and Garden, directed by Boyd Kirkland. Written by Paul Dini. This episode came out on May 2nd, 1994. And this week's villain is Poison Ivy. Wikipedia says, Not only has Poison Ivy been released from Arkham Asylum, but she's also married to her doctor and settled down to help him raise his two sons. It would appear that Ivy has gone straight and that her old days as a criminal are over. But wealthy bachelors are being struck down by an unknown toxin. Why are you reading it so weirdly? I don't like this. I don't like this at all. (laughs) Leaving Batman to question Ivy's innocence. Steve, Wikipedia is fucking wrong. It says struck down by an unknown toxin. That's like really like minimizing what happens. Essentially, they are attacked by poisonous dudes. That are plants. <laughs> well, at first it's an unknown toxin. And they don't, you know, it, they're, it's the scratching that's hurting them. Right. It's still a giant monster plant dude that's attacking you with poisonous nails. And they're like, it's an unknown toxin. <laughs> like, it's, uh, yes, but it's because it's being released by these huge hulks of a plant. And they're scary looking. Yeah, um, absolutely. I was excited. You know, for this one. I love this one. It's one of the ones I remember um, when I was a kid growing up. It's, like, one of my favorite ones I remember growing up. Really? I did not realize that Paul Denny, who was so instrumental at the time, and I had no idea about that. You hate now Paul watching Denny. back, I'm like, of course. Of course it was, like, a Paul Denny episode. Oh, wow. So now you're just changing tunes because you were, like, hating on him so hardcore. I love Paul Denny and Bruce Tim, but Bruce Tim more. W- what? I feel... I need to go Wait, back. What and, was that? What am I changing tunes on? I never liked Paul Dini. Yeah, I feel like you were like, you're all talking about how. Um, I like Eric Radomski more. Yeah, maybe. yeah. How you were okay, like, no, yes. I like them more, him more, and so you were being all like poopy on Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Well, I mean, it makes sense knowing now about everything that Paul Denny would be involved in an episode I liked, yes, but I'm not trying to make a big deal about this. I feel like But you I are. do like Eric Radomski more. But Paul Denny, funny enough, uh, never directed an episode. He only wrote. Uh-huh. Bruce Tim wrote and directed, and Eric Radomski uh, mostly directed, I think. Bruce Tim really was uh, you know, a showrunner on the show. Yeah. So was uh, Denny, wasn't he? I don't think so. Oh, I'll have to look up. Influential as a writer, that's the only thing. Wow, because they do call it the Dinny uh, verse sometimes. People do like to refer to it. I that thought way. it was the Tim verse. Well, anyways, what we had was a giant uh, Hulk plant attack a billionaire, and Batman comes in right away to the police, you know, headquarters, and he's like, "Commissioner Gordon, I know who it is. It's uh, Poison Ivy." And he goes, 
uh, Batman, why do you think that? And Batman's like, uh, because it's, it's single obvious. billionaires <laughs> that she's trying to hook up with. And then Gordon goes, I don't think she's interested in single men anymore. And Batman goes, hmm? And he goes, you haven't heard? Bad detective work, She right? likes to fuck women only now. Oh, is that what? Yeah, I think it's totally a reference to her and Harley. Really? I think it's a little slight homage. No, it's to her A slight nod married. to um, uh, lesbians. About? Okay, well, it was. it's obviously he's talking about the next scene. But No, 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 no. But it's still interesting that it does play to the fact that we do know prior to this Harley and Ivy episode that oh, it I mean, is later referenced on as if they're this... being lesbians, right? Well, I wouldn't say that they were lesbians. But that they were It's very commonly in fan culture the shipping of Harley and because, Ivy as lesbians. Just because fan culture ships people doesn't mean that that becomes canon. When I was a little about? eight-year-old boy watching this show, I was shipping all the time. That doesn't mean it's Harley canon and Ivy. Just because you have a fantasy about Harley it. But anyways, and Ivy. I, they do they do show her later on in this episode looking through a like scrapbook and, and lots most of, of the lots most of, the of Harley, Harley photos. So yeah, there is a lot of, of uh, you know connection that she has there. But I'm not yeah, sure that they're sure. you know possibly who knows. I would say I think it was a slight nod as far as they could get in '94 with like censors at Fox. I think that was the closest they could do. Yeah. Um, but we do find out that Pamela Lillian Isley is Pamela Lillian Carlisle. Now she is fully reformed after completing her rehabilitation six months ago. The board gave her a clean bill. Steve, there was one thing. Hold on, what, that was interesting. You know how uh, you know previously we've talked about trying to keep track of Batman refers to. Uh, the villains by their actual given name or their, you know, villain name. And, totally, like uh, Joker or Jack Napier, it, Harvey Dent or Two-Face. Yeah, you know, I, I, I very rare would – I don't think Batman even would ever call Joker uh, Jack Napier. He does it all the time. Yeah, yeah the Jack! only one is his friend is Harvey because he has a connection to him. All the other ones he treats like they're, you know, scum and, you know, is part of the problem and basically calls them by their villain name. And he does so here too. Earlier on, when he's like, "It's obviously Poison Ivy," but uh, yeah, no, no, he says their villain name when they're not around, but in person, he always says their name. No, no, I don't think so. He calls her Poison. He would Ivy call Pamela Pamela only in after person. he accepts. He later on is tricked by her and believes that she's reformed, and then he's not going to call. Uh, her. No, I, I'm pretty certain that he, we've caught him a few times doing this. We pointed this out in the past in season one, where Batman uses their monster name in private but when he's in front of them he's all like yeah 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 harvey but like with alfred he's like two-face <laughs> i think Two it's face. a mix of both but i think it's more that he calls them the gordon poison ivy was uh, is the, especially the, the only one that he does it sometimes differently is harvey I do like uh, a little moving on though. I I liked how uh, I had another note with Dick was totally trying to you know beg that shit. Hagen. No, he calls Hagen. He calls Matt Hagen Clayface, right? He calls Matt Hagen Hagen the whole time. He goes Hagen, and then but, but when he's, he's Alfred, he's, he's like to reform when he's him. Alfred, he's like Clayface. <laughs> that because totally. he's trying to reform him, and he, then he accepts right. that he's no longer Hagen. That's the point. You're right. That's the point. He reforms, right? Exactly. He's trying, he's trying to, to reform, reform you. Right. But when he accepts that they're a villain and they're no longer coming back, he just goes, "Okay, I'm going to call him Penguin. Okay, I'm going right. to call you know the Riddler. I'm going to you know when they're just like uh, the Mad Hatters. Like, okay, he's tried to kill enough people and turn them into zombies. He's no longer whatever his name is. I'm going to call him Mad Hatter. You know, 
So speaking of the name, Pamela Lillian Carlisle, she's now fully reformed after completing her rehabilitation six months ago. The board gave her a clean bill of health. Something that's mentioned in trial, in the very beginning of trial, is that she's not going to get life in prison because of the uh, chain of custody was broken. Oh, yeah, that was another episode. Right? So that's kind of like referenced here a little bit. And she gets sent back to Arkham. So because of the Green Hulk plant monster that attacked this billionaire, Batman, Gordon, right, after the whole lesbian talk conversation they okay, had where okay. they talked about scissoring, they went and checked out Pamela first to see if she was scissoring, and then second to see actually her life with this new dude, Stephen Carlisle. Mm-hmm. When they're there, they're, like, listening to her. Now, Steve, you and I have watched this whole episode, obviously, back when we were kids and obviously recently for this and right now. Oh, I, but, Steve, oh, it is a fully viable lie that Pamela is spitting right through her fucking teeth at Bruce and Gordon and throughout the entire episode really at Batman she's constantly lying to him and she makes it really believable that she is fully reformed she isn't oh yeah she's not reformed in any way Becca was watching this episode or hearing this episode in the background and was like so is she no longer bad you know and I was like come on watch let's let's, let's it's real It's real. If you follow the show as is, it feels like this is a legitimate Pamela is gone She's straight. reformed. Oh, yeah. It definitely seems like it. Now, what's interesting is that we get Dick Grayson, Robin, finally, right? I like uh, I like that little scene. Yeah, Robin hasn't been here since literally the Demon's Quest. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. I looked this. I looked into this because of this. Okay. I, I was like, holy was shit. Another, another episode in between. No, none. This is it. This is literally it. This is the first time in production order we've had Robin since the Demon's Quest. Anyways, moving back on. So we got Dick Grayson. He gets attacked by the monster, and it takes him. Hold him for ransom. Cliffhanger act break. Robin's being taken away by a fucking monster. What happens? I do not know. The police are in Dick Grayson's dorm room. They just uh, they investigated, isn't that? And That's all like, it you is, can, yeah. You can't go up there, Bruce. You don't know is what's that- going on. You don't know what happened. Yeah, it's who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get Bruce in um, his car leaving the event, right, at the crime scene. And the plant monster is like, if you want your little ward back, you know, give me this money by midnight. <laughs> and then he fucking hits Bruce in the back of the head while he's driving the car. Why would you ask someone for a ransom and then hit him in the back of the head? It seems a little contradictory to what you need. You know, because you don't want him to follow him. Yeah, but, like, you could kill the guy. He could get into a car accident and die, and he get no Bruce ransom. Bruce just got out and was like, fuck you. He said <laughs> he'd stop the car and just stop it. The plant monster just bounced, dude. By the way, so the plant monster is Stephen Carlisle clones. I just love to see Stephen Carlisle as a, like a teenager just causing havoc in Gotham pre-Batman, just like hitting people in the back of the head and bouncing out of the car. <laughs> So you think that's Steven. his personality? I think that was what, like, Pamela told him to do. She took DNA or something from him, right, or something like that? I, I do like that later on when she's like, I got – when I extracted the necessary material from Right, him, uh-oh, you know, semen. Like, oh, she shit. just, like – Yeah, that was funny. She was just sucking on his dick forever and got all that DNA you out know, of it. I like uh, – it, 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 the show's getting more kind of supernatural in, in everybody's sort of powers. Like, li- in bit. this little part right here yeah. where the vines – are her security Batman, right and it almost seems like she's talking to him right and so before that we have batman following poison ivy on her day-to-day tasks kind of see how her splice of life is and he's like watching her and he's like he can't prove anything that she's doing is wrong he's like literally you know the worst thing she's done is return an overdue video and even pay the late fee and i was like yeah overdue video late fee 
because that's something that does not exist that's, anymore yeah. at all and cannot be related to by any well, modern Well, you know, audiences. there is. That kind of exists. There's those rented discs, uh, kiosks. Oh, shit. I've never done that. Do they have late fees? Oh, yeah. You mm. rent them by day. They, they, that's how they make their money. It's wow. like they, they took the model of the video store and they put it in a little box. And you basically rent a disc for a for a night, and it's ninety nine cents. But if you hold on to it, they just keep charging you like a dollar twenty nine, and then it gets a little bit more each time. And then eventually, if you don't return it, they just charge you like this really marked up price of a you know DVD or or of a Blu-ray. Interesting. Oh, Steve, we had a cliffhanger act break, and Bruce got struck in the back by the giant uh, plant Hulk monster and fell into uh, Gotham Bay. What happened? I don't, I don't remember what happens. He swims over to his bat ski, and he, and he bat skis out of there because Robin's about to die. But he just blasts out of the uh, bay with his bat ski. Yeah, I, these creatures are so frightening. They were, uh, they are, uh, they were like kind of like quintessential '90s uh, freaks though, because I remember from, like comics had these huge necks like for the guys that like had lots of muscle you know they had, like, very these... rob liefeld yeah this is style, like a very yeah. rob liefeld yeah yeah you're right like that's what i feel like this is liefeld uh, liefeld what does i have mean? no idea i just yeah. go that's just what i say in my head i'm i don't know what's correct yep this is a very really scary episode in a lot of ways this would be a good like halloween episode uh-huh. um right now we're recording this in the month of october and so um, it, it felt very appropriate for the uh, the season. But it was uh, it aired in May. Yeah, but it aired it actually it did air in May. Um, but there's like layers of horror later on. Oh that yeah, we, we can get into later a little bit later. Uh, we can discuss some of that. Um, I do want to get into that. One of the things that helps Batman and Robin right now is that Robin's uh, knowledge of rumors is what cracks the case yeah, when he tells he's Batman. Like, what? That Chris and Kelly boys. are actually girls, not boys, and that Stephen Carlyle doesn't even have custody over them. <laughs> you know, nowadays, yeah, he, that's that's the big part, yeah. Because nowadays, the butt being you know girls and turning to boys. Is, I just be... love that like Robin's got his ear to the ground on rumors, and he's using it finally for his fucking vigilante. Justice. Well, that's why they have him in this episode because he's the college professor. The he old, is. You know. Oh, but, Steve. Uh, Wait, this is it. Okay, so Batman's setting up some kind of quote-unquote bomb right now on the water tank, right? And Robin looks at him and goes, what's that? And Batman goes, insurance. He sounds like a mob enforcer when he says that. He's like, insurance. <laughs> I love that. It's a, it's a good idea, though. It is a great idea. Yeah, it's what saves him. Oh, here's another thing that's awesome. So earlier when Batman was checking out Poison Ivy, right, he was at her house and the vines got her and he was like yeah. watching her all day. She wasn't renting movies properly and she was having late fees. He's at the greenhouse. He looks and he goes, oh, the greenhouse looks fine. But then he goes in there with Robin and Robin looks at the plants right away and Robin says, plastic? And Batman nods at him like, yep, of course. <laughs> Batman, when you earlier were like, the greenhouse was fine, maybe you didn't do a good enough check on the greenhouse? Well, I mean, he didn't go inside and, like, you know, break it. No, but he's it. so cocky that he looks at Robin like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, like, he already scoped out this fucking location well, you know, he, and didn't yeah, know that. He has to make Robin feel like like he's A piece an of idiot. shit. That's why Robin, like, departs later on. It is – you're he's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It is something that they've been slowly developing – uh, the last half of the first season, and I guess they're continuing here, and that is what happens in season three. He becomes Nightwing. Yeah, so it's, you yeah. know he has to move on because Batman's always just like, "I'm better than you." 
Yeah, of course. Okay, I do. <laughs> so now here's where we get into the fucking. This weird is creepy. Shit. This is this is freaking nude creepy. baby plant boys being born out of fucking pussy pee pods. <laughs> okay, dude, this is like H.R. Geiger levels of sci-fi horror right here. Oh, it's creepy, and it's definitely like all right. The, I mean, I feel like the show's crossed a line in terms Steve, of supernatural. These. Pods that the babies are being born out of these pea pods straight up look like beefy pussy lips, dude. Yeah, well they put they put enough leaves around everything that make it look like that they're. That's all it is. Like, yeah, put enough leaves on them. They're not pussy lips anymore. Well, yeah, I I think they made it look plant like. Pamela enough. looks so hot coming down the stairs like that, doesn't she? Holy crap! Wow, that was hot. Her babies. Okay, wait. Speaking of the babies. So these little babies grow up to be two different looking kids that all end up growing up to look exactly like Stephen Carlyle, or does she kill off the one that doesn't look like Stephen every time? I think they continue to mutate into Stephen Carlyle. But the one kid is redhead with like green eyes, and one kid's like blonde haired with brown eyes. But they eventually look like the the same creature, so I think maybe. So as they, they all grow to be Stephen Carlyle. Yeah, like so as they get older. So two Stephen Carlyles at one time. Because mm -hmm. she's growing two babies each time. Well, they look different, but then. So is she growing she like older, her own side piece as well as Stephen Carlyle? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that they like change in their looks. I guess yeah. as they get older, because they uh, they keep changing in their looks. So at first they have different colored hair and different eyes and whatnot, and then they uh, grow as they get older. They become the same looking, and then they. Oh, oh I see. So age is like four to eight, it's a redhead with blue eyes. Yeah. And then age is like eight to like 15, it's like a blonde with brown eyes. And then all of a sudden it just turns into Steven. That would be my uh, my theory on this. They're, so and they're, they kind of cool. show you the transformation when they, yeah, make, they, yeah, they uh, when they make them into the – when she advances it or whatever. Because eventually they all become the same looking, you know, monster guys. But it's still just like a whole bunch of naked dudes. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a lot of naked dudes this episode. But they're uh, monsters, so it's okay. Well, they weren't monsters originally. And he's just electrifying them. It's pretty pretty hardcore. So something interesting I want to talk about about this episode as we finish this one off um, that I did not know. So I looked into this a little bit. So this is as something we talked about really early on, I think in episode five of uh, Batman and Beyond, Pretty Poison. We talked about how... Pamela uh, Lillian Isley, or in this case, Pamela Lillian Carlisle, looks uh -huh. really hot when she's Poison Ivy in her little costume. And she's just in generally a really sexy, smoking hot babe. Um, she, after season two, no longer looks this way. She has green skin, and she's you know she's got a different look to her. It's kind of a different character. In fact, she's even more uh, supernatural. We've even talked about that. So... I was waiting to see when our last episode, official last episode with Poison Ivy would be in this uh -huh. look, in the peach skin, orange hair, green outfit, super sexy pinup look. This is it, House and Garden. It is? After this, she is the green look, and she's, this is our last uh, viewing of her in season two. This is the mm -hmm. last time we'll see her in season two. Next time we see her is green skin in season three. So What do we see her in? We, I, I, I forget exactly, but here's the thing. So, what ends up happening is this is literally 
our last official appearance of Poison Ivy. Like you said, Steve, we have our photo album with throwbacks of Pinup Ivy and Pinup Harley. You know, there's the rose that she got to keep in her prison cell, even though no one else did. There's the photo of Bruce and Harvey Dent, which is kind of a reference to, like, Pretty Poison, as we talked about, right? Two men that she attempted to kill multiple times. She tried to kill Bruce twice, right? In Eternal Youth, I think she tried to kill Bruce, and then uh-huh. she tried to kill Bruce here. And then uh, she uh, tried to kill uh, Harvey, obviously, in Pretty Poison. Um... That being said, in the comic book based on this TV series, Batman Adventures Volume 2, they showed that after the events of House and Garden, that Pamela created another copy of herself. So we watch her die in this episode as her, a copy, she right? Because she had yeah, the she, poison. Right. So they established that she makes copies of herself. But what this comic book suggests is that the green-skinned version, the revamp, as they say in the comic book world, the revamp of Poison Ivy is a copy of Poison Ivy. And moving forward into Season 3, uh, the Batman anime series then called, you know, the new Batman Adventures or whatever. Uh-huh. It, you know, that's a completely copy version, fake version of Poison Ivy. And that, that's the way it is. This is what the comic suggests, right? That that's, what, that this is, that's the design. It's a clone. I guess we'll have to see how she acts. If she, you know, if she's loving to uh, Harley and whatnot, like, because we have to see if she acts differently. She was created specifically to keep Harley company while also left in Gotham uh, to deal with Batman and distract Batman. But Uh she, the real Pamela Isley, left and lives with Dr. Alec Holland. And I don't know where, just somewhere. Um, this retcon was never officially adopted into the animated series, however. Ah. They never actually brought it up in the series, but in the comic based on the series, this is what they talk about. So that would explain why they revamped her up into a green-skinned uh, villain with supernatural powers in the uh, season three. Pretty cool, huh? Sounds interesting. I never read the comics uh, that were based on these. I've seen they've started to release a few more. I uh, have. Recently. I have. Uh, I bought Mad Love. Um, the uh, the graphic novel version of that uh, because of um, I wanted uh, that particular story I love that story Mad Love so anyway Steve for this episode House and Garden I fucking love it it's a great send off for classical Poison Ivy as far as I'm concerned especially since they kill her and they have her in a plane flying away at the end it makes sense to all the events that take place later if you want to believe in that alternate history um, or you can believe she just becomes green skin for some reason but I give this 5 out of 5 boys what do you give it um, I too give it a, another five out of five. I, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, it was uh, as we've already talked about throughout. It was just a fun episode, and it was a mystery episode. Another one of these sort of things of like, what the hell is going on with this uh, Pamela? Is she reformed? And yeah, and the, these weird creatures that um, you know they, they. It was it was just well done. It was good storytelling. Steve, um, to build on that. Uh, I would say there's a lot of Batman episodes where, like, the mystery is kind of really obvious. Like, it's like, okay, it's the Mad Hatter or, okay, Mask of the Phantasm. It's actually, you know, Andrea Beaumont is really the Mask of the Phantasm. This is the first one when I remember watching it, the twist got me. Yeah. I believed Pamela was reformed. I believed that she was living a clean, straight life and that no pun intended, no pun intended to lesbian at all. But, like, like, like she literally was like, you know, on the, on the up and up, and mm-hmm. and that Batman had it wrong, 
And Batman never gives up on believing that there's something wrong with the situation, that she's still somehow at he, fault for everything. He does until he was basically giving up when, when he's telling – No, he said, you're starting to have me think. Just think. You're starting to have me think. I thought when he talks to Dick, he basically is like, yeah, I think she's clean. She's with the two boys. And then Dick's like – what do you mean, boys? No, he said. I think he, when he was talking to Dick, I thought he was saying pretty much things like, like you know, like I can't put my finger on it. Mm. He's you no. Know, he says I think she wants to be left that's, alone with I her husband think, and son. You know, that's what that means. I think it's not a. All right, maybe, but I a, still think that Batman is like he has. He's not being He never suspicious. fully gave up. He never no, he, fully lost all his suspicions. I think, he, yeah, he he gives up his suspicions. And no, then, I don't think he does. That's what he does, right there. No, I don't think like, he does. And then Dick being picking up on the boys thing is like, great. You know. Just thank God. Just thank God. Dick has got his rumors down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Steve, I think that wraps up for this episode. And uh, Cool Boy Nation, I just wanted to mention something we talked about last week. Um, please check out blog.feedspot.com slash Batman underscore podcasts. It is a list by uh, the wonderful people at Feedspot. Anuj, one of our best friends now. <laughs> and uh, it's a top 25 Batman podcast, the best in the entire internet. Ours truly is number what, Steve? Number 10. Still number 10. And I like to point out a lot of people have great content written in there about what their podcast is, <laughs> who their hosts are, <laughs> and ours is just something that says about podcasts. Just some cool boys wearing hats and talking bats. <laughs> and then it's like Facebook fans, not available. Twitter followers, not applicable. That's so, what makes you feel like it's a um, it's just an aggregate because that's that's a that info is pulled from like the RSS feed. Seriously, everyone, check out Feedspot. It's a great place to get all your needs for any of your top twenty five lists. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. By the way, Feedspot. <laughs> great feed spot stuff. Great bat stuff. Great bat stuff. Great. It's great sponsored bat stuff. Check us out next week. Same bat time. Feed spot. <laughs> <laughs>